Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Ah, uh, yes, good afternoon to you, wherever you might be. Time to talk a little Taz Racing. Three codes, dominant guests, the best in the state. Wherever you might be, hello to you. Wherever you're listening in Tasmania, you can always get involved. 0499 736 736. You can let us know where you are, what you're up to. You've got a best of the day. you got one you like over the weekend. Very simple. 0499 736 736. Now, there is no Campbell Brown today. He is, uh, for use of a better word, at a cashy. He's going to play golf. He had a 6 a.m. alarm, and then he obviously got paid a bundle of cash to do it. So no Campbell Brown, but we have got my favourite former jockey on SEN track. I speak of Sam Hyland joining me. Big fella, how you doing? Hello, Cam. Uh, great to be with you this morning, and uh, we love Taz Racing Talk. What do you we love do? It. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to really uh, get the hang of it now. I'm, this is about my fourth yes. one in, and I, I like it. I like it. And then you, you scooted around a couple of times as a jock uh, in Tazzy, right? Yeah, I did. I uh, I ran third in a Hobart Cup on uh, Maximal, and he he was sometimes you hear me use that word uh, cockroach, and he yeah. was a bit of a cockroach <laughs> that horse. And uh, he, he hit the front, and then dead set just about did a U turn when he got there. And uh, uh, now that was in the Derby. I think it was in the Derby. derby was it? Yeah, Maximal, and then break the bank. I ran. I think around second or third, second, I think, on the, in the Hobart Cup on mm-hmm. him. Yeah, so, so you gave had, two purling rides. I had a, I had a, a great a spins. Yeah, you, yeah. you got to blame the horse here, Sammy. You oh, did nothing well, wrong. I, I must say, uh, yes. Cam, I, I, I uh, remember we had that after that time I rode in the Hobart Cup. We had a great night. I had a mate out from England, uh, Nigel, good enough, and. Uh, and Aka, a couple of mates, and we had so much fun. And uh, we went out with, uh, I'll drop a name here, Damien Oliver. Here we go. He had a good day. And we went, I will never forget going to a nightclub and you oh. entered it <laughs> now, in a slide. Now, going down a slide, you ended up in the middle now, of the dance floor. Now, now, it was hilarious. Now, clearly you and I have done this show before because you have told that story. <laughs> oh, have I? And we, sorry, no, yeah. no, don't say sorry. It's a great story. But we Googled <laughs> it. I couldn't find it. Somebody said that it closed down 30-odd years ago. But so for anyone <laughs> listening right now, please, again, let's let's try and – because you don't, you don't remember pretty, exactly the name, sure do you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like you entered in a slide. You went down I, the I mean, slide and you said it was quite a cramped small room, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well – it was, it, was it, was, it was a bit out there anyway. I, I well, remember, clearly. I, I'm sure I was uh, – Sure, surely I wasn't full at that stage, oh, at clear. that early stage. Well, I want to point this out. I like that. It's a bit out there. Clearly, if you were entering an establishment via a slide, there's a uniqueness <laughs> attached to said establishment. Now, if one man can tell us exactly where this club was, 
I think it's our man, Jamie Cockshut. There's a couple of things we, did, we need to get to, Jamie, with Jamie before we get to what is going to be a big uh, night in Hobart and, of course, Carrick Bark on a Sunday. Jamie, hello to you. Yeah, right. Mate, I'm good. Do you know anything about this nightclub in Hobart that Sammy Highland, he says he wasn't full. I reckon he'd had a couple of beers. Well, you entered via a slide. Yeah, by the sounds of it, you know, I think it might have been just a a men's only bar, to be honest, boys. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) He's got got a great, nice little joke. He slides one in straight off the top. He's obviously, you've obviously had a good week on the punt. Did you watch your D's last night, mate? Yeah, they're all right, mate. Let's just hope they drift out to 450 now after giving the blue baggers a bit of confidence yep. last night. That, that's, uh, I, I was actually thinking of you. I, I, I'm not a huge preseason sport type of guy, Sammy, and I think Jamie might know this as well, but I did glance on it late and I thought, here we go. There'll be one man happy about the fact that the Blues are playing so well. It's Jamie Cockshut, who, of course, made near, near enough to $11 million last year of backing <laughs> the Ds each and every week. And uh, he's desperately wanting the value to come into it. So I knew you'd be happy, Jamie, with some aspects of last night. Yeah, no, the Blue Baggers played well, mate. And, you know, at least one thing about it, the supporters will be up in arms. And as usual, over the last 15 years, they always get disappointed come September. <laughs> Given wax. So, you know. <laughs> I like when you're in this didn't mood. Somebody, didn't somebody have a big bet on that football game yeah, last did, night? Did. Yeah, they did. $33,000, fit um <laughs> He's obviously got a lot of money, mate. We bet that in a pre-season game when most of the time they don't try. Yeah, that that, that reeked of a bored billionaire, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> in the end, be, uh, he or she won't overly be uh, impressed. Hey, I want to ask you too, Jamie, and I do apologise. Uh, you've hit me up. I know I, what I need you to do. We need to exchange phone numbers. Jamie hit me up via Twitter DM over the course of the week. And uh, I haven't got back to you yet, Jamie, but I believe you're coming to Melbourne as All-Star Mile style and the first game of the year. You're going to be in, in, in the big smoke. Yeah, no, yeah, no, safe travel, mate. I thought I'd better come over and watch the D's unfurl the flag and, you know, I'll hang around for a few days. I might head out to All-Star Mile day, mate. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just catch up with a few fellas I haven't seen for a while, mate. I haven't. I have not forgotten you okay so i will definitely get back to you mate and we'll sort out to at least at a very minimum grab a beer how's your week been anyway mate how's your week been yeah not too bad mate you know the weather's still bloody hot over here but you know we're a bit luckier than you know the poor bugs up north and you know up in brisbane and sydney and all that so we can't complain down tasmania but it has been a bit warm and humid but when you're a hundred odd hundred odd kilos mate you know it's not ideal weather for someone like me <laughs> that's true Hey, mate, let's get into it. Let's get into it, mate. Let's start with Hobart tonight, mate. What do you like tonight? We'll start with Hobart tonight, mate. Um, it's the heat of the Tasmania Cup, which formerly used to be the Tasmanian Pacing Championship. And going back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and even the late 80s, mate, some of the best pacers in Australia used, used to win this race. And over the later years, the, the class of horses dropped. But now it's got back to Group 1 status, $100,000 race. So let's hope in coming years we do get some of the the champions of the harness racing industry coming back across to Tasmania and taking taking out you know our riches, which I don't mind because it's good to see the best of the best race. And just some of them quickly were you know Taylor May Lombo, she won it twice. Golden Rain, Shaker Maker, Four Rate, you know they all went on to win in the Inter Dominion. Yep. Then you know, Jack Morrison, Persistency to chuck in as well. They were all Grand Circuit champions of their their own year. So this tonight's heat. We won't see any of them sort of horses in it, but it's still a good race. You've got the 
Dean Braun trained Mayor, who's been flying at Mount Court I'm off and gone. Up against our local star, Riley Major. Uh, Riley's going to have his work cut out, the poor bugger. He comes off 30 metres and I'm off and gone off the front. And just by saying that, I think I'm off and gone the best bet of the night. I, I don't like the price. It's way too short at $1.45 from a stand start, but I still think it'll be winning. Let's just hope it drifts out a bit late and you get close to $2. The other one I like is Mick and Mouse race five number five. He's a bit of value. He's four dollars. Uh, John five. He, I think he can push forward and he'll bully his way to the breeze. If he bullies his way to the top, he'll win. But he can still win sitting parked over the short trip. A couple of value come up. Race two number three seven GMP knocking on the door. Gets a right trip. You know, right draw, right trip, and I think he can just about win at five dollars. And the same being said for race three number six Don Heston. This is his easiest assignment. Draws a touch tricky, but I reckon he'll get into the race late, and I reckon he can get over the top of his rivals as well, boys. Hey, you got some confidence there too, I, uh, I'm picking up on it. Yeah, well, you know, I've grown confidence since I've been starting to talk to you, Cam, over the last 12 to 18 months, <laughs> yeah. mate. You know, the confidence level's just gone to another level since my association with you, mate. Gee, Mate, that's that's outstanding. It's true. It's it? true. That I, is I, outstanding. I, I, I like it. Is it. You know when someone's had a good week, when uh, Big J's just dropping and dropping bombs left, right, and centre. If you don't have confidence, if you don't believe in yourself, Jamie, how do you expect anyone else to believe in you? Oh, that's exactly right, mate. Exactly right. You hit the nail on the head there, Cobber. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cobber, I like this as well. <laughs> this is on fire. Now, Sunday. What do you got for me, Sunday? Yeah, we'll go to Carrick on Sunday. Um, race two, number two, Lawrence Runners is the best bet of the day. Um, hopefully they put up 350. I just think she'll bully, bully her way to the lead, and from there they won't run her down. Um, race seven, number two, Holy Basil. He comes over from D. Braun and Chris Alpha combo. Stand start race. Got a pretty big boom on him. He's going to be short, but he will win the Carrick Park Cup. Colour value come up. Race four, number eight, Crystal. Consistent mare, gets a good run through, and you know, I think she can hit the line okay, and you know, I reckon she's a good bet at 4 or $5. And race six, number 11, Arthur Elliott. Um, never misses a place. He's going to win one soon, and I reckon it can be on Sunday as long as he gets you know, the tail up into the race, two back, three wide. He'll be 8 or $10, and he's worth a really good each-way bet at those odds. couple of odds come up. Race six, number eight, in the same race, Crafty Boy. He'll be 21, 26 to 1. Uh, just maps to get a good run, and he was good last week at Hobart. You know, he should settle closer. And he's a sneaky chance at you know, good odds, like I mentioned. And race nine, number 10, Rock On Playboy. Oh, geez, this is a bit like Campbell Brown when he was, you know, in his heyday. <laughs> and, <laughs> he, was, he was a big time yeah. Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> he, he bounced back into form. Last week, he showed, you know, returned to form. This is a a winnable race for him. He should get ten or twelve dollars, and he's another one that'll be looking to get on that three wide card in the race. And he just needs to be close enough to get very close at the end. I uh, like where your heads at zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Anyone else got some tips around uh, on the Hobart or Carrick Park on a Sunday? We're gonna get to a break before your guest joins us, Jamie. But I'm just. I am Googling right now slides in Hobart. Now, there is an article. There is an article that's come up, Sammy, that uh, I can't get into because I, uh, I haven't got a subscription to this particular uh, newspaper. But I believe it's, it's the Hobart Mercury, and it says, this is what the headline says, whether it was getting soaked in foam on the dance floor, 
bombing down an indoor slide or being handed free lollipops. Hobart's nightclub scene sure dished up some fun in years past. So as it stands right now, it does seem like you might have had some type of correct memory <laughs> of you going down the slide. So, okay, so we can rule out Jamie's, Jamie's, yeah, Jamie's uh, idea, <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's theory on it. <laughs> All right. If you missed any of Jamie's best bets, he'll knock them out before we uh, say goodbye to our guests in around uh, 10 minutes' time. But they'll also be via our socials as well at SEN underscore track. A very quick break. Jamie's hanging around. Melissa Main's going to join us. Brennan Ryan's not far away. Matt Ray jumps on the line as well. Sam Highland, Cam Luke. This right across the nation is Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. On a gorgeous Friday, Sam Highland, Cam Luke, as we work our way officially into autumn. So much going in all three codes across the great state of Tasmania. You can get involved anytime you like, 0499 736 736. We do it all thanks to Ladbrokes. Uh, Matt Reed, not far away. Brennan Ryan will jump on the line as well. Of course, Sammy Highland is here. And Sammy, we've got Jamie Cockshade, who is in a comedic mood. He's been making jokes <laughs> left, right and centre. But the important thing is... He gives us winner after winner and his tips. He will back over them before we let him go. And also, they're always via our socials at SN underscore track. But even though he's funny, he's even better at getting the biggest guests and the biggest names on this particular show each and every week. And as always, Jamie, you have delivered. Mate, who you got us this week? Uh, Melissa Main. Oh, you- How you going there, Melissa? You've outdone yourself again here, Jamie. We're just having a slight technical issue. But as, as I say... Each and every week, you get the biggest and the best guests. And again, you've been able to do it today. If you just work out a technical little issue out the back. Um, by the way, boys, I just found out the name of the, the nightclub semi went to with a, with a bit of help from a, a local local fella. Club Surreal in Battery Point. Come, Club What's Surreal. What's the name, Sammy? There we that go. What's the name, mate? You remember that, Sammy, That's or not? I don't remember. Yeah. No, for, I don't for a man who claims that he was Jamie. sober when he went there, you don't remember Jamie. much about it. I like I like that you 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 did a bit of homework and it, and you've come up with uh, so yep. with club surreal so yeah. there you go and the name yeah. seems to fit nicely as well now I think we've worked out our digital issues our tech issues at the back you got your guests ready to go now Jamie how you going there Melissa I'm good thank you oh that's good then yeah with upcoming sales you you and Gareth play an integral part in it because you own the Faithful Park Stud and. You know, a lot of us breeders out there, you know, we send our mares to you to get them in foal and, you know, you do a lot of hard work for all us, our spenders. And, yeah, we'll just touch on what the sale means to, to you. Um, you've got a couple of horses in it yourself, but over the years, you know, you've always put horses in it. And, um, just tell us a bit about your background, you know, your, your family and, you know, your Gareth Rattray's life partner who's, you know, been the state leading rangeman in uh, you know, over 15 years, or probably 20 years, to be honest. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, our mum and dad both had horses and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's all come from there. So <laughs> it's a pretty big background, so I won't go into that too much. But um, we've had the stud for, oh, four or five years now, maybe. Not even five or six. Um, and, yeah, I had a look through last night, and um, we have a connection with about, 10 of the 18 yearlings in the sale. So um, it's nice, that side of things, to see all our hard work and that comes through. And, um, yeah, the yearlings come out the other side. 
We'll, we'll touch on the two you've got yourself, so you can pump them up for the vendors out there to try and get them to you know, hand over a few more dollars to purchase them. Uh, the first one's out of a, a mare that you race, you race, you know, with Gareth Ishgemer's delight. You know, she's a very handy race mare. Um, she's had a couple of foals. I memory, I can't remember if any of them have been to the races as yet, but I'm sure you can inform us if they have. Ah, uh, that's right. So the one had the two-year-old last year had one start, um, and then was turned out for a spell. Um, he did win a trial before that. Um, all reports the this year's two-year-old is going around really well. Um, so it all seems positive on that side. Um, Gemma was a nice mare for us. She won at two and three and four and five. So, um, yeah, she's a really good mare for us, beautiful-natured mare, and she's throwing some really nice foals. Um, and this filly is no exception. And then you've got, you got another one there that um, your, fa- your father's got, uh, down by the seaside um, down by the seaside filly out of Shelbyville which was a $100,000 race-winning mare, so she's obviously got a bit of ability, that mare. Yeah, she has, that's right. Um, we only bought her at the weanling sales, um, so we've only had her for a while. Um, but she's a really nice, big, strong filly um, by, down by the seaside, so um, she's got a lot going for her. Yeah, and the down by the seaside has been selling very well, especially in New Zealand over the last month. They've brought some good money, so... He's definitely making an impact that fire, and um, let's just hope he continues to do so in, in, in years to come. Um, we'll touch on we'll touch on the family while we've got here. You, you know, you and Gareth got I think three kids now together. Um, you got yeah. a couple of girls and a, and a boy. I think the boy's the youngest, but the two girls they play an integral part getting into the industry by at, with the pony trots. You know, they're very competitive, like. You know, like yourself and, and more like their father, Gareth, who's very competitive, as we all know. But um, how are they tracking on the, the two girls? Oh, yeah, no, they're horse mad. Um, yeah, they just love it. You know, every night they're out riding the ponies or putting them in the cart. Um, look, they don't miss much. Um, you know, if one horse is in a different paddock or got a different halter on, they ask why and what's going on. And, um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they don't miss much there. Just love the horses. Uh, well, so, well, so they definitely look like they're going to take out from mum and dad and head into the industry in years to come, which is you know, which is great to see. So we'll just touch on on a couple of others. You know, you, you've bred a lot of horses yourself. Um, which are some of the better ones you've bred over the years? Well, I haven't actually. My oldest ones that I've bred are only like um, four year olds, so um, I actually haven't had a winner yet such but mind you there's only been about five or six that I've bred because I only tend to breed one, two or three a year so not big numbers um, but oh, a lot yeah. of them are trial so um, hopefully this year they can have a good year and yeah, get some of those TAS bred bonuses Yeah well that's what it's all about you know just for the listeners out there the TAS bred bonuses are unbelievable if, um, if Sammy or Cam wanted to come over and buy a yearling at the sale you know you go to the race and win their first race I think it's it all worked up to nearly a $20,000 payday. Is that right, Melissa? Ooh. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, just, just about, though, um, depending on what your race is worth. Um, and then we've got our size stakes, which are just fantastic for $50,000. Um, and also Taz Racing has just put on a new series for, I think it's no more than three life, uh, two lifetime wins. Um, and that was held in January for the first time this year, and that was a $20,000 race. So, um, yeah, no place to be has for it. No, it does. So, if there's any vendors, is there any buyers out there wanting to 
Being a horse in Tasmania, don't have to race him in Tassie. You can buy him from Victoria and then send them back to Tassie to win their bonuses. Um, they'll be silly not to have a look, that's for sure, because the bonus scheme is you know, quite remarkable for Tasbred horses, you know, especially now and moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's a good quality of um, yearlings. I think it's definitely the best line-up for our sale. Um, I mean, I think there's a horse there for any budget. You know, there's some really nice red horses. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, there'll be some, a horse there for everyone. Well, that's, well, that's what it's all about. It is, and that, that's a really good point. That everyone has differing budgets depending on uh, what you want out of it or where you sit financially. So that's also a good thing as well because... Uh, it's a great game to be involved with for as little, and of course syndicates and shares and all the rest of it. So for as little as you've, you've got, or if you can maybe get a, uh, a bigger, you know, bit of a bigger purse like Jamie Cockshut has, essentially you're able to just you know buy 15 at once. But uh, the good news is that any budget people can get involved. Melissa, we appreciate your time as always, and uh, have a great weekend. No worries, thank you. Beautifully done, Melissa May. Now, before we let you go, Jamie, again, we want you to just pack over your best bets of the day. Of course, they're always up at SN underscore track as we head towards the weekend, mate. But fire away. What are you really keen on again? Uh, the best bets. I'm really keen at Carrick Race 2, number 2, Lauren's runner at $3.50. I think she was a really good bet. And the best tonight, you know, just at backable odds, is Race 5, number 5, Mixed Mouse. He should be about the $384 mark. And... The next best is probably race three, number six, Don Heston. He should be around the four fifty-five dollar mark. They're the, the three plays at, at good odds. It's no use keeping something at dollar forty, dollar fifty because you won't show a profit. But race five, number five tonight. Race three, number six, and at Carrick on Sunday, race two, number two. They're the three better bets for the listeners out there, boys. Love it, Jamie. As always, mate. I'm going to touch base with you the next couple of days. We'll definitely grab a beer when you're in Melbourne. But look forward to a uh, few of your winners being able to get home this weekend, mate. Enjoy it. Thank you, boys. He is one of the best. Jamie, Jamie Cockshart doesn't miss a beat. No, knows everything. Not just about the harness racing world, but also the personal lives, how many kids, what genders they are, and everything when it comes to our very special guest. And he is outstanding. All right, news time. Speaking of superstars, Brennan Ryan's not far away. I think he might have Cheryl Shutton have a chat to us as well. Matt Reed, Tommy Hackett's floating around from Ladbrokes. What a big afternoon we've got. And it kickstarts every Friday afternoon with Taz Racing talk live around australia on SEN track you're listening to taz racing talk with cam luke and campbell brown no brownie today sam highlands here cam luke as well that's me that's kind of obvious taz racing talk all thanks to ladbrokes matty reed is around 10 minutes away we'll get to him talk all things thoroughbreds in fact there's a fair bit coming out of launceston cup that's going to shape the adelaide cup which is around 10 days away. So looking forward to that and a fair bit going on, including a uh, debutant who was able to get their first winner on Wednesday. Don't forget, have you been a part of Wednesday night Launceston and Tassie I racing here not, at SCN Track I yet? Not. I've, been, uh, I've been a listener. Yes. No, I have not been uh, well, I have not been part of it. So. Firing. It's firing. Damien Watson, of course. He's a freak, and I mean that in the most positive way. <laughs> Josh Jenkins, freak, positive way. Campbell Brown, freak in a much different situation, but all of them come together <laughs> and do a great job on a Wednesday night. Don't miss it, of course. We have uh, Survivor as well, SCN Survivor on a Wednesday night, 6 till 10. All right, our man Brendan Ryan, he doesn't miss. He's on fire, as always, joins us each and every Friday. He's got a very special guest on Fireway as well. Brennan, hello to you, mate. How's the week been? 
been a uh, little bit of disruption. Obviously, as you're well aware, there was a uh, telecom breakdown. All yeah. the internet was lost throughout the state throughout the week, and we had to abandon the race meeting at Devonport on Tuesday because we couldn't get any uh, pictures out through the Sky Channel, unfortunately. So. Uh, Brennan, Brennan uh, obviously disruptive there for you, but then uh, and, and the Greyhound world, but how about all the Billy Lids in, in Tassie that couldn't get on their iPads? And like I, yeah. I read that on the rundown, I'm going, geez. This this is uh, this is madness. <laughs> yeah, well, it just proves how reliant we are in this you know day and age on our technology. And next minute it goes out and we've got nothing. You know, it's um, yeah, it was hard. Look, we could have ran it as a, as a non TAB meeting, but obviously you know the decision was made late. And anyway, it got cancelled. So the heats of the Reginalian Ivory Memorial that was supposed to be held on that day have were abandoned but those nominations were put in uh, and drawn out and we got a full field um, heading into the final this coming Tuesday. I actually had to apologise to someone, Brennan, on Tuesday because one of our intrepid producers here, Ben Lyon, came in and said, oh, 70% of Tasmania currently don't have internet or uh, TV and all the rest of it because of cut cables. And I said, look, I refuse to believe a great state such as Tasmania can be bought down by a couple of cut cables. So I had to apologise. And, of course, it was a rough day, and the good news is we are able to resurrect it. And we now look forward to uh, Launceston Monday in Devonport on Tuesday. Mate, we'll start, we'll start on Monday. Is there a couple you like? Um, look, I haven't had much of a chance to go through the card. I normally sit down tonight. But, um, look, it's, from what I've seen at a quick glance, it's not a bad program. I know Anthony Bullock has dominated it once mm. again. Um, in the 278, but um, I'm going to go early, and I'll go with one of Anthony's, actually. In race one, I'm going to go with number five, Tar Alley. Really like the way it's performing at the moment. It's 1-4 from 10. That's a good little neat record. She's yet to break through for a win, but seems to have enough early speed, and the field doesn't look overly strong, so if she can hit the front and hold her ground, I think she'll be hard to beat there. Race one, number five, Tar Alley. Okay, there's that beautifully done. Uh, we'll hold we'll hold Devonport for a couple of days, mate, because I know that you're just starting to work your way through some of the form. But before we get to our special guest, before we get to our special guest, we always like to know how your kennel's going, how the litters are going. Well, have we got any uh, with the Brennan Ryan polish that we should be looking at for soon? Well, it's actually connected to this um, race coming up on Tuesday, yep. the Reginalian Ivory Memorial. We've got two runners in that, and um, looking just really see how they perform. Um, it's a race that, you know, if, if I couldn't win a Hobart 1000, a Launceston Cup or a Devonport Chase, this is a race you want to win. It's named in honour of one of the master trainers that have ever graced Tasmanian ranks in Red Ivory. And, yeah, it, it'd just be an honour if we could pull it off there on Tuesday. And, 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 and can you? Are you confident? Look, on draws, uh, I am... Like, I'm sitting on both sides of the fence. It's just a matter of how they put themselves in the first five or ten metres of the race, but self-control's drawn the red, and she, look, she does like to get up the track, but I know she's got enough early speed, she loves Devonport, I just think she should be able to put enough burn early and get to the front, and yeah, she's just got to get clear of them by the first corner there. So. Exciting, can't, can't wait for Devonport on Tuesday night, and uh, and talking about that wonderful race, uh, you have got your very special guest about to join us, mate, take it away. Yeah, well, this guest is, uh, is no better than uh, Cheryl Sutton, uh, Cheryl is the daughter of Reg and Aileen Ivory, which their memorial race will be staged at Devonport on Tuesday. They're regarded simply as the most formidable duo that have ever been in grand racing here in Tasmania. And um, to be associated with their daughter, Cheryl, it's an absolute honour and a privilege to have you on today, Cheryl, to talk about the race. Uh, thanks for your time. 
Oh, thank you for the kind words, Brennan. Cheryl, your mother and your father left a, a fantastic legacy in greyhound racing. They were heavily involved since the since the early 50s there, and, and I know your dad was and your mum were very passionate about how the Devonport Club went and 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 with the legacy they've left, I mean, and the way you've carried it on, and I know your family have as well. It, it must give you a lot of um, a lot of family sense of pride, you know, that the Ivory name is still involved in greyhound racing. It certainly does, Brennan. Um, I've, all my life, I can remember going to the dogs with mum and dad and my brother and sister. Um, my brother is still a lure driver at Devonport and has been there for many, many years. My sister was doing the photo finish and the judging until she herself made it so that she couldn't. And we've put in thousands and thousands of hours of volunteer work at Devonport to, you know, to keep make the club as, as successful as it is. So it's a bit disappointing to see where it's heading at the moment. I can imagine that. And uh, come the 22nd of March, I mean, uh, like myself, you and a lot of people, uh, we're all going to be teary-eyed when that last race goes round there on that race meeting on that Tuesday. But nevertheless, I mean, your dad and your mum had put so many great dogs around there. I mean, we talk about the legendary Tugra Beaver, Sally's Jim, Arabian Prince. They were some great dogs. And, you know, we go into the early, uh, into the later years and, you know, we talk about um, Unique Venture and 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 also, um, you know, going forward with... Um, oh, names just slip my head. Yeah, we know. Well, Scott, Scott James, James and Hindu well. Flame and, yeah. yeah. Uh, on the on the one night, he won the uh, Consolation of the Hobart Thousand and a couple of races later went on to win the final of the Hobart Thousand with Little Brothers, which yeah. was a huge night for us all. It was very exciting, so... Um, yeah. But Dad bred, Dad bred all his own dogs, mainly from his own um, dogs and bitches that he had at the time, and uh, yeah. he just always seemed to have great dogs. So, and Cheryl, yourself, you're a, a full-fledged trainer. You've got a great record. I know you haven't trained for quite a while, but the only greyhound that comes to mind that I know of is a, a Pippin, and what a great greyhound he was in his career. Oh, he was certainly the best dog we ever had, yes. Uh, won yeah. 40 races until he retired with an injury, so uh, they yeah. don't come along very often, but we had a lot of fun with him. He, he, just just on that, he was named after Scotty Pippen, Cheryl? He was, yes. My son was about, um, he was about 13 at the time and loved basketball, and Scotty Pippen was his fan because he was a great defensive player. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, brilliant, and, brilliant. That's awesome. Oh, uh, and and he named him Pippin, so <laughs> he did. Yeah. No, what a what a great record, Cheryl. The race itself, the Ivory Classic, it's um, it's been won by some great greyhounds, and a lot of the people that normally have targeted the race or have won the race over the years, uh, you know, the likes of um, Anthony Bullock and Tony Dawson, and obviously Teddy Medhurst and, and Butch Deverell as well. They've all targeted and they've been successful and. Every time I talk to them, they all say they're all proud to win it because they've either were good friends with your mum and dad or they had something to do with, in regards to their training that they'd learned from your dad. So must give you a great yeah, so that, you know, sense of I don't thrill. think they had been, don't think they made any bad friends in their day. Everybody liked mum and dad and dad was always yep. one of those people to put his hand up to help anybody that needed help. Or And mum was just, oh, she was just there all the time. She was dad's 
the backbone sort of thing. She was the leader and the and the catcher she had to and did all the, a lot of the work at home. And but Teddy Meadows was a great friend of Dad's and Butch Devil was a great friend of Dad's. Like yeah, and they loved to win. I think Butch has probably won about three of them. So yeah. Um, Cheryl, before we let you go, look, I know myself, uh, my dad and I have got two runners in the race, and look, uh, if we couldn't win a Devonport Chase or a, or a Breeders' Classic there, this is the race to win, and, you know, we'd be very proud to take it off, and, you know, it, it, look, it, from what I've learned about the story and talking to you in conversation, it's just a great thrill to be a part of it, and, you know, I hope you enjoy, you know, obviously in sad it's going to be the last edition held at held at Devonport but um obviously the family will be there and it's gonna be a you know a great final to, you know, enjoy for twenty twenty two. Oh thank you very much, Brennan, and good luck in the final. Uh, brilliantly <laughs> done. Great chat. Thank you, Cheryl, and uh, thank you, Brennan, for organising it. I, I spoke about Jamie Cockshut earlier in the hour and his ability to be able to get the best guests and uh, you are right there doing the exact same thing, Brennan. So we do appreciate uh, that each and every week and to hear cool stories, uh, both as a trainer when Cheryl with Pippin and then also, of course, the lasting legacy that uh, her parents, which that wonderful race on Tuesday is named after, have done such so an amazing thing. And then, Brennan, I expect the next Friday you'll be talking about your emotions associated with winning said race when you jump on next uh, on this show next Friday. Oh, look, it, like I said, it, it's a great honour to be involved in such race. And, you know, I've read a lot of stories and heard a lot of great anecdotes about Reg and, you know, he was... He was just a, a well-loved person, and yeah, it's going to be a tremendous race on uh, Tuesday, and hopefully we're successful to pull it off. Good luck, Brennan. Can't wait for it, mate. Looking forward to it. Uh, of course, some of your tips over the course of the weekend and early into the Monday and Tuesday. Of course, Monday night uh, at Launceston, Tuesday at Devonport. They'll be available via at SN underscore track. Enjoy the weekend, mate. Enjoy the build-up for Tuesday, and good luck. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Star, Brennan Ryan, Cheryl Sutton, always a privilege to have uh, the best of the best on Taz Racing Talk. Speaking of the best of the best, Matt Reed. although, must be said, I haven't seen or spoken to Matt since Brownie took him under his wing at the Launceston <laughs> Cup 10 days ago. So I'm not quite sure what type, if we're getting the actual legend that is Matt Reed or the shell of someone who's uh, had Tornado Brown roll through. So we're going to find out on the other side of this. Sam Island, Kamluk. For Ladbrokes, this is Taz Racing Talk. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Well, thanks to Ladbroke, Sam Highland, Cam Luke, working our way through a Friday afternoon and what's a big weekend. I'm nervous here, Sammy, I'll be honest. Matt Reed's one of the best, Taz Racing's own, and I uh, had the privilege to meet him officially when I was in town for the Devonport Cup, start of the year. One of the best blokes you can meet, one of the best racing blokes you can meet, but I have not spoken to him since him and Brownie hung out at the Launceston Cup. So I'm not quite certain what type of bloke we're getting right now. He may be broken and beaten like we all are by spending time with the uh, <laughs> former Hawthorne stupi- uh, superstar. <laughs> Matt, hello to you. Well, there was a former Hawthorne superstar in the marquee, yeah. Cam. And unbeknown to, to you, perhaps, we've had a chat about the Jack Jumpers. You know I'm a big yep. uh, Jack Jumpers fan, but I'm also a big Hawthorne man. We yep. knew Brownie was going to be there, but he brought along Johnny Barker. I did hear. I went full fanboy. Did... I got a photo with the two of them and everything, and it pro- pro- probably lowered my colours a bit, to be honest. He and Johnny Barker, who uh, who does some work here at SEN too, as well in the uh, in the SEN, SEN football. 
is one of the nicest blokes you can meet as well. So that actually worked out well for you, Matty. You had, you had brownies, you had Hurricane Brown there doing his thing, and then you had a mild-mannered, really nice dude like Johnny Barker. So you got the best of both worlds on Launceston Cup Day. Yeah, you're 100% right. Johnny Barker, a very, very nice man. He was very accommodating of, of everyone that was there. And as the day went on, I think I got the photo with those boys. It was probably about race four, race five. And then the day concluded with uh, Brownie on stage building out yep. noise work. Mm-hmm. One of That's the close. owners on stage with the Lonnie Cup dancing around with that as well. So there were some magic moments in the YRT marquee to round out Lonnie Cup day. And this is the cool thing about uh, YRT and everything, all the great work that uh, everyone does, all the boys and girls there, but also the, the celebrations that come with the exciting race days. And, uh, and I was very upset to miss it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting back there next year. All right, what's going on? What's what's happening? Because I do see, of course, Adelaide Cup next week. And, and talking Launceston Cup, it, it looks like a couple of very key runners, i.e. one and two, are going to shape that race in 10 days' time. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does tend to be the next progression, the Adelaide Cup, after the Launceston Cup for the winner. And did note amongst the nominations that we have the winner, Aurora Symphony, and the runner-up, Ho-Ho Khan, are both nominated for the Adelaide Cup there. So we always follow that with interest. From a local standpoint, um, the Beaten Brigade there, the Risk Factor finished third, White Hawk finished fourth, Glass Warrior finished fifth. I think they'll all likely head to the St Ledger down here, which is on the 16th of March. Got a bit of a prize money bump this year. It's worth 50 grand, and it's been brought forward in the calendar, which I think is a great move because it means we get these Monty Cup horses going round in that race. It, it adds a lot to it. Um, So we'll see them in action next Wednesday week, I would imagine. But on that Lonnie program on Wednesday night too, Cam, we had uh, a new apprentice, Chelsea Baker, her 11th race ride. She's ridden five place getters, finally got on the board with her first winner, Romery, who's actually a horse going places, five wins in succession for the grey. There's a lot of people within the industry down here that are happy to tell you that she could be something special in the making, Chelsea Baker. So... And you don't want to put the cart before the horse. He's got a long way to go, but that winner certainly won't be her last. Brilliantly Matt, done. It, it, it's it's such a great thing. That horse has obviously goes so well for John Luttrell, and and he's you know said let's let's uh, you know knowing that this horse would go there and, and more than likely win. I mean, it's always good to to get that that uh, that first one on the board with with an easy one, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the horse, I think, was a 71 Raider in, in 62 grade. On paper, it didn't look her prettiest ride. She sat three wide, no cover, but they went pretty slow there, and instead of trying to ride pretty, and it might have been some, something that she was instructed pre-race, she was happy to give the, the horse clear breathing room, um, strolled up three wide, as I said, off a, off a slow tempo, and, and was too good, so... Yeah, that won't be her last winner, and I think she'll be happy to, to stay with Romarine. She might get the opportunity down here. I touched on it then, but a 71 Raider, if if you can use the four-kilo claim of Chelsea, then all of a sudden you get into some pretty weak races for a horse of that class, so she might be able to partner with the horse for a while. But got a couple of black bookers from that program, lads. Um, they were two. They were two horses that I was with last time, and... Hunters might be thinking, I oh, will just let it go, snap, you missed the cash, but we'll try and go again. 88 Days has had two starts in Tasmania. It's been plunged both times. I've been involved both times. Drew Gate won both times, missed the kick both times, and it's been an absolute horror watch from there. I think this horse is looking for 1,400 to 1,600 metres. Looks a big striding horse, and without any barrier speed, wants probably an outside gate. So... 
Yes, I'm a fair way behind on 88 days and I need to collect, but happy to follow up in trip. And in the following race, just for curiosity, went around there. Drew gate two, but Brandon Louie was shuffled right back. I had to go via the Cape to get a run. Ended up the, the actual widest horse in the straight. Finished with the fastest last 200 metres of the race there, over 1,200 metres. And I think it's another one that we can follow up in trip. And while I'm rolling, Brandon Louis actually representing Tasmania in the National Apprentice Race Series, which kicks off in Strathalbyn this week, lads. So we've got our four top apprentices, uh, Brandon, Erica Burnberg, Cody Jordan and Taylor Johnston are representing Tassie. That series starts in South Australia next Wednesday, as I mentioned, and uh, Brandon Louis is our representative. Tell you what, considering how the apprentices are going in Tasmania this year, they're going to have a really big crack at it when it kicks off next or Wednesday. Hey, Reedy, Jack Jumpers, who they got this weekend? Uh, we've got New Zealand up in Lonnie Cam, and as you'd know, they're, um, they're a bit depleted, the breakers. So um, our first game in the north of the state this year for Tassie. So I won't get the opportunity to be up there myself. I've got cricket tomorrow, but hopefully there's a big crowd. And I think we follow that up with uh, Illawarra <laughs> next Saturday week in Launceston as well. So it's probably at that time, Cam, where if we, we don't string a few wins together, then playoffs are out of contention. But to be honest, I think we've won already one more games than I thought we would. No so. doubt. Been an outstanding season, yeah. mate. Looking forward to getting back down there. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks, fellas. Talk soon. Matt Reed, superstar. Quick break. Wrap it up next. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Sammy Highland and Cam Luke wrapping it up. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Now, we are about to get into a big afternoon. Sammy, and I just, big, I just want to clarify. Big. I just want to clarify this straight off the top. They're about to go in the first at Ararat. They're underway at Dubbo. This is going to be a lot better day for you and I because yesterday we had five hours of one race meeting, but we got through it. I want to ask you this: Yes, you have one of your best bets as a fifty-dollar pop in the first at Newcastle. Is that correct? Race one, oh. number one. No, I'll put it. I love you. this. I, I like. Do you know what? I don't understand why it's such big odds. Well, this, clearly, right? it's one of your best. It's your best of I Newcastle. Do, I do not understand. It's out of a fast net rock mare on a heavy track. I reckon it'll run a race. It'll, I'll tell you what, Newcastle. What's that? About 20, 25 minutes away. The first of Newcastle. That'll set us alight. <laughs> All thanks to Let's Ladbrokes. This has been Taz Racing Talk. Get the podcast. Trackside is next. <laughs>